Hello, time travelers. This is Mash the Newton, and I wanted to let you know that sadly we were not able to uh, carve out the time to record the Super Mario Brothers 2 episode quite yet. Uh, there's some stuff going on that's made us unavailable, but the good news is uh, this episode is from the time capsule. This actually is an episode that Andy the Android and I recorded sometime before we actually officially became the Retro Game Time Machine, so You'll notice there's not a, a specific game that we focus on, but we do talk about the news and the games that we've been playing, and it's actually uh, from before the pandemic. So, you know, if you hear us talking about doing things on the weekend and going places and seeing people, uh, well, we were all safe then because, well, the pandemic hadn't started. Anyway, hope you guys enjoy this, and uh, I anticipate our Mario Brothers 2 episode should be out on the odd week when we don't actually uh, release episodes. Uh, but then we'll follow up with our, our regular schedule on whatever the next game is. So anyway, thanks for hanging with us. Hopefully you enjoy this, uh, the little peek back in the time capsule to see what we were like long ago in the, in the before times. Anyway, enjoy. are listening to well one of the episodes uh from january 27th 2020 i am your host mash the newton and joining me via a series of tubes is my co-host andy the android hello hello good to good to have you back yeah yeah i'm you know always happy to be here <laughs> <laughs> um all right well how uh how was your weekend oh it was good and you know if we're recording a little bit later so we can actually say yeah you know, the, how was your weekend <laughs> in its entirety uh it was great it was great we um got some gaming in on sunday so that felt like i i had basically the whole day to my disposal so um but of course how it works out i only played one game so <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, depending on what you're playing, sometimes it's good to just stick with one thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I always have a tendency to kind of jump around. Yeah, how was your uh, weekend? I was good. Uh, I saw the movie The Gentleman. Ah. That just that just came out this past weekend, and it was really good. Um, I mean, I expected I would like it because it's a Guy Ritchie movie, but uh-huh. it was better than I was expecting. Uh, took a nice little hike with some friends and uh, played some games. So overall, pretty good. Yeah, um, my dad was visiting. We were going to go see 1917, but it just didn't work out. He left a little earlier and we were talking about going on Friday and the uh, theater I wanted to see it in because they have very loud, good picture quality and everything like that. Nice. Um I guess wasn't showing it that day. They were just like, "Oh, you can come on Wednesday or oh, that Saturday to see that movie, but not Friday." <laughs> oh man, yeah. Well, it's good. I definitely recommend checking it out when you get a chance. Yeah, there'll be more chances. So, yes. Um, now that now that we've got that done, why don't we talk about some of the news? Let's. 
I thought this was really interesting when I saw this and kind of sad, but uh, Psionics is discontinuing online multiplayer for Rocket League on Mac and Linux. Did you actually discover this in the wild or just when I posted it? Yeah, no, I I did see this previously Mm -hmm. and I thought like that really sucks. I kind of understand why they're doing it a little bit um, because they are supporting so many platforms and they are cross-platform between the two or between all the versions that they're basically running. So I think, you know, there's probably some restructuring going on because uh, Epic has purchased Psionics as well. So yeah, that's, that's, that I did not know. You know, it's hard. I I know that they're purchasing. Yeah, it must be Psionics. Actually, I didn't. I don't recall exactly the details, but it is inferred that it will be on the Epic Store um, instead of Steam. And there's a little bit of controversy there, but um, I guess Psionics is promising to continue support on Steam, but you may not be able to purchase it there. Yeah, well, I would really hope that they would continue <laughs> supporting people that bought it on Steam since it that's pretty much where it has existed. Yeah. Um, well, at least on PC. And I get it. They're looking probably at like, okay, we're supporting too many platforms. Um, which ones are our smallest demographics? I mean, undoubtedly, it's got to be the Max and Linux community. Still, though, that's... That's uh, that's painful. Yeah, those I'm not people. I love that it. That's their primary platform. You know, like me right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I guess to be fair, I did get uh, when Rocket League first came out. It was a PS Plus free game. Yeah, and that is where I started playing Rocket League. But yeah, on on a computer, the only way that I've been able to play it is Mac. Not not that I play it that much anymore, but still, it kind of sucks knowing that. Uh, something that I bought for a platform that I wanted to play it on is now no longer going to be supported. Yeah, I mean, it's a, you know, you can still technically play if you wanted to play against bots. It's just the the online um, is being eliminated. And yeah, I mean, I I started, I tragically missed the window for, for somehow, I usually keep a pretty good eye on the PlayStation Plus games, but I never got to download that one. Oh, man. That, yeah, that's one of the best PS Plus games I think uh, that, at least in my opinion, that I've ever gotten. I should just like heal that wound and just buy it. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, it's it's not necessary if you've already got it on other platforms. Yeah, I love it on PC, and uh, I actually played a little bit on Switch as well. Yeah, um, those, those are my favorite two places to play it. Um, do you, when you're playing online on the Switch, I'm assuming that you're playing. You've played some online. Do you have any yeah. like net net code issues or like connectivity issues generally? You know what? To be fair, the the most of the time that I've actually played it online, I've had it docked, and I've got the Ethernet connection for it. Right. So I've not really experienced any issues like that that I can remember. Yeah, um, I, I get that also, little symbol, it's, like that. It's like a little speedometer, and it's got a little oh, X on it. Actually, you know what? I I think, yeah, most of the time that I think I played that in handheld mode, I was more prone to that because now I'm recalling taking, you know, I took it to work and I would play it um, occasionally. Yeah, and I I definitely recognize that. Okay, I'm playing on Wi-Fi, so it's more excusable. But yeah, I actually have it docked and wired in, and I get oh, that every once okay. in a while. Yeah, um, and I, I think it, it usually happens when people I think start dropping matches rapidly. Um, so I think it gets a little confused. Maybe like 
my team's either went crushing or or losing by a lot. People tend to quit. So ah, uh, yeah, it might have something to do with it. But anyway, I just thought that was worth a call out. I mean, it's I think it's weird that people leave games when they're so short. They are short, and I've I've seen people. I actually um, was crushing a team, and uh, the team started leaving, and they came back and they won um, with the people who had spawned in. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, that was my bad. I let up a little bit. <laughs> the game, the game's not over till it's over. It is not. That's correct. Well, sad day for Mac and Linux only users, um, but I soon will not be a Mac only user. Yeah, we could uh, we, we could still get a, a solid February in as it's yeah. <laughs> March. So <laughs> fire up your Macs. <laughs> All right. Well, then uh, the next thing in the list. I thought was really cool and really interesting. And I only just found out that it's uh, already been released on Steam. Uh, but 1980X has now been released on the Nintendo Switch. Yeah, and I think I, I saw this on... You know, I, 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 I've seen this game. I don't remember where I saw it. I think maybe it was in the last, like, Nindies spotlight. They don't call them Nindies anymore, but... Yeah, it might have been there. Um, I don't recall because I can't remember if I've seen some of the most recent one of those, um, sadly, because I love watching those. Uh-huh. But they did have a Kickstarter for this game. Oh. And I do think I remember seeing the video around that time and thinking it looked really interesting because uh, it it basically looks like five different arcade games. There's like a beat-em-up. Uh, there's a shoot-em-up. There's an RPG there is a racing game and oh and the other one's a ninja game ah. and it's basically well it, at least in the trailer it's narrated by this kid and it just it seems i don't know it's it's put together like it's some kind of coming of age story but it's like the kids telling the story i think and yeah. like video games in the arcade played a huge role for them which I can totally relate to maybe not as much as people that truly lived like as teenagers in the 1980s. Cause that was not me, but you know, I still grew up going to arcades and loving arcades, but, um, but yeah, most of, most of the games that it looks like this game is made of uh, are games that I really like playing in arcades. So it looks really interesting. I did end up uh, picking it up on the switch cause it's uh, 10 bucks, uh, but I have not yet fired it up but very much looking forward to it. Yeah, when I saw this game, I was like, this is this is MASH's game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. When I was watching the trailer, I was like, did somebody just make a game for me specifically? Because yeah. this looks awesome. <laughs> I also love fake retro games. I'm a big yeah. fan. Um, there, was a, there was a game, I'm going to have to remember, but it was on the DS and it was um, a bunch of, it was a collection of like, uh, old games. I'm I'm gonna have to peek at that. <laughs> see. I think it was it was called like Retro Game Challenge. I think it was based on a um, Japanese TV show. Oh, you know what? I think I have heard of this. Yeah, and I I think I rented it. I was a GameFly member at the time. Yeah, it was Retro Game Challenge. Um, and I played a little bit of it, but and I, I don't know if I beat it or or what exactly happened. I think it was probably hard as nails, but <laughs> I did have some fun with it. That's awesome. Yeah. It uh that sounds like that'd be up my alley as well. 
Yeah, so it's just um, I, I I love retro games. I I find a lot of them are a little too challenging for me. So if if there's a modern touch to yeah the retro well, style game where it, namely difficulty, I'm all over it. Yes, well you know they were just trying to make sure that you could that, that you weren't just going to rent a game and beat it in a weekend. Like yeah. I think that was pretty much mandated that it couldn't be easy enough to be beaten during a rental period. Um, otherwise, people wouldn't buy games; they would just rent them. It was a you know earlier time in the medium too. So well, yeah, it was it was a hard to add complexity other than just making it hard. <laughs> yeah, and they had to you know they had to make money. They had to have you feed it some quarters, you know, so what so you could learn. Yeah, well, yeah, especially arcade games like yeah. those. I was listening to uh, I think a different podcast where somebody was talking about how. <laughs> They also might have been listening to a different podcast. Wow, it's a weird game of podcast telephone. Um, <laughs> where some of the developers of the Battletoads arcade game uh, said something along the lines of like, oh yeah, like it's either the final boss or I don't know, one of the bosses. That it's like, yeah, for the first 30 seconds you're hitting him, totally does no damage at all. You know, you got to keep pumping quarters in. <laughs> wow. You have to survive the first 30 seconds, basically. basically wow. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I think I think anything that is putting together a collection of like older games but is adding features like rewind or save states, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, I'll take checkpoints, you know, just <laughs> yeah. give me a chance I to I mean learn. like Shovel Knight had some checkpoints in there, then that's that's a fantastic game. Yeah, that's that's one I I kind of started but I just wasn't quite in the mood for. So I'd love to Yeah. There's tons of content for that game too now. Yeah, actually, I have not gone back to play any of that extra content. Um, uh, yeah, not not yet, but I'm I'm pretty sure. Does does everyone own it automatically? Oh, oh wait, no, they they do separate stuff. But I think when I bought it on the Wii U way back when, I think I might get all like all of the future content. I'm not sure. I'll have to fire it up and see. Yeah, I, I know that I, I must have got it some sort of pack on Steam through a Humble Bundle or or something like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think they just released something new. But anyway, <laughs> I'm going off on more tangents that is not 1980X being released on the Nintendo Switch. And I also am not talking about how Half-Life Alex is apparently on time. I love that this is incredibly news. exciting. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is news. This yeah. being on time, at least to me, this is totally news. Yeah, it's just like so many, like after all the delays that we've seen recently, um, I think last time we talked about uh, Cyberpunk being, you know, delayed. and Yes, uh, Cyberpunk, and then we might have we mentioned something else. Probably. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, but yeah, Half-Life, Half-Life Alex is still on time. So I got to get to building that PC so that I'm ready on day one of March, whenever that they release it. Um, as long as long as I can also get my VR headset in time. Hopefully. Yeah, that's where I'm at. I need to find one of those things. I mean, yeah. I'm sure Oculus will have some offering if I wanted to go that route, but I am hoping for that index. Yeah, yeah I mean, the, the Rift S doesn't look too bad. Um, the Vive, you know, of course, not too bad. But yeah, I'm with you. I, I'm looking for the index. I mean... You know, I since since Valve made this and they made the index, I mean, I feel like it'd be like going out to get a brand new Nintendo game and using like 
a third-party knockoff controller, like <laughs> day one release of a new new console hardware, new new Mario game. I, I don't know. It'd be like I'm thinking back to when Mario 64 came out, and then having to use one of the awful third-party controllers the <laughs> first time you play it. Even though I'm sure these these VR headsets that I've named are not anything like that. They're not terrible. They're much higher quality, but still it just kind of feels that way to me. <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean, with it widely supporting so many headsets out of the gate, I'd be really interested to see kind of, you know, some of the comparisons like, you know, or, or yeah. I, you know, I bet one of the headsets is going to do something better than the index. Like, um, there's going to be some sort of aspect. I don't think it's not going to be in resolution. Sure. Or... No. Well, I mean, I, I think some of the things that some, some of the headsets do that are better are the like inside out tracking, if that's the right thing to call it, where you don't yeah. have to have the light boxes. Yeah. Uh, some of those do really well, but I think it, it makes it a lot harder for, um, you know, the, the controllers that you're holding basically to be tracked properly because it has to actually be seen by the headset. So you've got to have your hands somewhere, obviously in front of you, which, more than likely you're going to have the have your hands there like 90 yeah. plus percent of the time but that other 10% or 5% or 2% or however much it's going to be a little bit weird so yeah i want to um i i also i had heard i wanted to iterate that you can play sitting down you don't have to stand <laughs> yeah no i saw that um i think that's exciting even though i i would like to as much as possible get up and move around uh, yeah. while playing this, but it is a it's a really good option to know that that's there. Yeah. So um so we'll see. Uh I just yeah I'm hoping it's gonna be a I, I think Valve stayed, you know, they're pretty good at staying quiet on on these things. So I think they just gave themselves a lot of development time. Yeah. And heads down and then they just announced a date that they could commit to. It was probably done by the time they announced yeah. it. <laughs> well I mean, you know, they're uh, they they learned from Half Life 2's release where they announced a specific date, and then that date came, and they had no news and no game and nothing, <laughs> no announcement um, day of. Yeah, that was wow. That was sad. I even like stayed up till midnight. Was Steam even a thing yet? No, it it was already a thing. Wait. Actually, I don't remember. Wow, this was that long ago that I don't remember if Steam already existed. I mean, at least... I remember. I, I think mean, they announced, they released Steam, at least as far as the history books tell me. Yeah, no, uh, so Steam, I mean, so sorry, Steam did exist when Half-Life 2 launched, but I don't remember if it existed, even though I'm sure it had to have now. Um, when the original release date of the first announced... How you know Half Life Two launch was supposed to happen? Yeah, um, it probably did. I don't know. I I just know I just remember that it wasn't a requirement until Half Life Two was around. Mm -hmm. um, you could still play off of the discs with CD keys. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> I, I wasn't paying attention at the time, but I thought that they had released Steam as a distribution platform so you could play Half Life Two. That was like it was a simultaneous. Oh, yeah. So I it think. was. I mean, well, it was it was required even if you bought the discs. Yeah. You still had to authenticate with Steam, and that was going to be it going forward. Mm -hmm. So, wow. So Half-Life 2 was attached to Steam in the same way that Half-Life Alex is attached to VR. Kind yeah, of. kind of, yeah. It's like, we're wanting to push this thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but hey, I'm on board. I'm I'm looking forward to finally getting into 
into some PC VR, actually even into VR at all. I've only yeah. briefly worn headsets. Um, had like probably less than three hours total experience in VR, um, but was pretty blown away with what I saw. So can't wait. I played a uh, super hot on PSVR only. So oh, out of friends. That game looks so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, uh, that was, it was a good time. It was just like interesting that these, um, I, and you know, funny thing, I have not played super hot, like standard at all. Um, I, feel like I, I haven't either. That. Like I refuse. I think it might've even been free on uh, Xbox game with games with gold sometime recently. Maybe yeah. I could be making that up. Um, but I have no desire to play it in just standard mode. Like I only am going to play that game in VR. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, I, I, I guess I haven't at this point, I think it was very, very cheap. And I think someone had a, I remember reading something online, someone had a, a quandary they were, um, or maybe it was on another gaming podcast, but they were talking about how they had beat super hot, and under the two hours, which is like uh, Steam's refund policy, if you can beat a game, oh yeah, if you, you know if you, if you played less than two hours, you can get a refund. They're like, hey, I don't want to be a crappy person, but I beat this game, <laughs> and you know I want to play more games, and I'm not going to play this again. So, <laughs> yeah, what do I do? <laughs> huh. Well, that's yeah. I mean, it's good they have a refund or you know return policy, but. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. That's weird to buy it and try to return it after you beat it. But I guess, I don't know. That's weird. Two hours? Maybe. I could maybe see that. Yeah. But I don't know. What the, well, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, not to start up a big tangent. Have you yeah. ever utilized their um, their refund policy? Uh, I did. Because yeah. uh, when, I f- when I bought No Man's Sky when it was first released... I did not hate return it like a lot of people did. Um, I returned it because it ran very poorly on my computer. um, And I ended up getting it on the PlayStation 4 instead. Yeah. Well, you know, I think that's fair. And, you know, it's good business. Steam wants you to try things. So, yeah. So, yeah, I had played it for less than two hours because I actually had played it for probably 10 or 15 minutes. And it just was... Very, very bad performance, which I shouldn't have been that surprised because I was running it in boot camp on um, my Mac that is older than the one that I'm using right now. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it was it was a reach. I was <laughs> just trying to see. <laughs> I've just had a couple of purchases that were buyer's remorse or um, I actually got a free version almost immediately oh, after. Yeah. And I just said, yeah, hey. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, in that case, why not? Yeah, why not? All right. Well, speaking of release dates, <laughs> uh, Dying Light 2 doesn't have one. Uh, yeah. Um, this is one of those things. They're pulling a valve like we were just talking about, right? Yeah. Well, and I, I think that's like I, I'm on board with that because uh, I really loved Dying Light and actually still love Dying Light. And the extra content that they made for it, uh, which is like, I think the the following edition or crap, I can't remember what it's called. Um, but whatever complete version of Dying Light there is, there is a lot of content there. It's incredibly fun 
playing it co-op. And I just am remembering last week we talked about co-op zombie multiplayer games, and I did not mention Dying Light. Dying Light is fantastic. Um, it's it's kind of like an RPG, first person, similar to even Left for Dead in some ways, but also, yeah. I mean, much, much more open than that. Um, that, that one had some parkour elements, right? You yes. You had to kind of scale and was, things. And it was, and it's good. It's actually good. <laughs> uh, that was the thing that I was the most worried about uh, when I first got into the into the game. When I was seeing stuff about it, and I was like, I don't know how they're going to do parkour. I don't know if it's going to feel that good, but it is good. Um, this, I mean, Dying Light's probably one of the best zombie games. Period. Um, wow, I realized. I mean, I love Left 4 Dead, but man, I think Dying Light might be better. Oh my God. (laughs) (sighs) But they're different. I don't know. They're totally different experiences. Um, Left 4 Dead's very arcadey. Whereas Dying Light, I mean, it's it's so much fun. The melee combat is great. You can get guns, but the guns kind of suck. I mean, you need them. Well, I say they suck just because the the melee combat just feels so good. Yeah. um, That... I really, you know, only try to pull out the weapons if it's like a, oh crap, like <laughs> need to need to take this this huge zombie down or something or a yeah. person that has a gun. That too. Maybe you want to engage at range and really make yeah. it rain. So yeah, it's so sad that uh, it is delayed until it's done, but that also sounds great. Um, yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff coming out this year. Uh, hopefully, it will not be missed too much this year, and it will be just that much better when it comes out in the future. Yeah, and I, I've, Dying Light is one of those games. There was a, a period in gaming where so a lot of these uh, names kind of started to meld together. Um, there was like, and this is all in my head, by the way. Uh, so, yeah. like, Dying Light, Dead by Daylight. Yep, there's uh, Dead by Daylight. That's a game. Seven Days to Die. That's like, a game. <laughs> all these yep. games like just kind of became one in my head. There's one other, and yeah. I just like don't necessarily remember all of them. Seven Dying Days to Die in Light. <laughs> exactly. So I um, now I realize with Dying Light which game we're talking about and why it's been getting so much press. So I'd be really interested to see this game when it comes out. So... Yeah, they're supposed to be doing a lot of really complex things with uh, the way that the world develops based on the changes, or not, not sorry, not changes, but the choices you make and some of the things that you do. Uh-huh. Um, and it's supposed to be wildly different. Now, part of that is exciting to me. The other part that is not is the fact that I played through Dying Light pretty much co op, like co op, like 100%. Um, I almost never played that game alone. Uh-huh. So the downside is whatever you do in your world is ex- is ex- like exclusive to your world. So if you're playing co-op with someone, my guess is that they're not going to be progressing their own game. You're yeah. only progressing your own game as they play with you, which is one of my least favorite things about State of Decay 2, though I love that game. So I don't know. Anyway, I think Far Cry yeah. 5 had that problem. I think you were talking yes. about that. Yes, yeah. Far Cry 5 also is like that, um, which is a bummer 
because I did have somebody that I was playing co-op games with a lot, and then he has since kind of dropped the face or dropped off the face of the planet when it comes to playing video games. Yeah. Um. So, anyway, maybe I won't have to worry about it much because maybe I wouldn't have a a player two for Dying Light two. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, talk to me. <laughs> All right. Um, and um, so we've also got a, a leaked photo here. Yes. Of the uh, supposedly the back of an Xbox Series X. What's your take here? Do you think this is real? Uh, well, I mean, it at least looks like one of the prototype systems for sure. Uh, the only thing that bums me out a little bit is that I only see one HDMI port for out because yeah. I'm I'm maybe one of the few people that uses the input for HDMI. Um, so I don't know. Take take that as you will, but mm-hmm. that's that's the only thing that really. Uh, came to mind when I saw it. So I was like, oh, it's just ports like I imagined it would have. Well, how do you use the pass-through? You're not using a TV, right? You're not using the one guide? Um, No, it's, I mean, it's, well, I'm using that app, but Uh um, I don't have TV service. Uh, Basically, I use my Nintendo Switch going into that. I see. um, For a couple reasons. Um, one reason is I can turn on my Xbox controller and plug my headphones into it. And then I have the audio through headphones with a Nintendo switch in docked mode. That's a nifty hack. So there's that. So I have to keep my Xbox controller near me and on, uh, but it's really cool. And then also, uh, the other reason, which is actually the most important reason is when I have my Nintendo switch connected to my TV it tends to cut out. Uh, The signal just cuts out every now and then. And for a while, I thought it was because I was using an HDMI, uh, like multi-HDMI splitter. Well, it's not really a splitter, but um, it does the opposite of what a splitter does. A A switcher. switcher. There we go. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I I thought maybe it was my switcher. uh, And I have three of them. Oh, that's funny. The switcher three. not that funny, but yeah. So anyway, I, I cycled through all of the switchers and was like, well, crap, are all of these bad or is my Nintendo switch going bad? And I thought maybe like the GPU was going bad on my switch. And then I started searching around and it's apparently an issue with some models of Samsung TVs and a Nintendo switch where it just, it doesn't keep the signal for some reason. Um, there might be a more technical explanation. I have no idea. So somebody said, oh, if you plug it in through something else that has passed through, it should be just fine. Wow. So I was like, cool. Well, my Xbox One has passed through, so I'll just use that. You know what I've... Uh, <laughs> I've also heard of people playing things like Mario Kart um, and instead of trying to deal with the Switches, uh, you know, party chat or lack thereof they actually use the xbox as their party chat so they run their xbox simultaneously with their switch that is also a good idea so that would actually go that would go hand in hand with what i'm doing to get the audio through headphones that's really cool perfect (laughs) we could even do that sometime that that would that'd be better than using the app problem solved 
Or I guess, <laughs> I don't know, we'd maybe still have to use the Nintendo app, but whatever. Potentially, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's neat. There might be another way to, you know, pass through. I mean, you never know. I mean, we have some mysterious ports on this thing. There's the uh, seemingly, I, I like to think of that. That's the expansion port right there. That's the, <laughs> the not the port. Yeah, not the SD card, but the expansion port. That's because it, it looks about the same size, you know. Oh yeah, I'm looking at that right now. Um, I would be surprised though if there is no USB C. But I figure that should be a thing on these. It's like USB C is starting to show up everywhere. I mean, even Nintendo is using USB C. Yeah, but uh, to be fair with uh, Nintendo, you use the uh, USB-A to C um, cable as well on the dock, so it's not like you have an out. Yeah, that's true. Um, but uh, that's the other thing I just noticed about this picture, too, is there is a serial number posted, so this is going to be traced right back, if it is real, <laughs> right back to whoever. Person yeah. Who posted this, or hopefully... <laughs> In a weird case, hopefully it was stolen from them. Yeah, kind of. Question hopefully. mark. It's <laughs> still going to be in trouble. Microsoft's going to be like, okay, you know, for the uh, Xbox Series X2, you guys are not getting one. <laughs> yeah, well, and I would hope there's more USB ports, but I guess there's, I think there's one on the front, right? Um, now yeah. I can't remember. We're only seeing a picture of the back of it. It was such a brief picture, too, they sent of it. So you never know. Yeah, well, subject to change, I'm sure. Anyway, there's this weird Xbox symbol over the power connector as well, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, the little Xbox button. Yeah. Uh, or it looks like, you know, a little jewel button on the controller. Yeah. It seems it's almost to suggest, like, hey, you can't just use any power cable. You need the Xbox one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but it looks like a standard power cable. Totally. Anyway, it's interesting. We'll see. Yeah. And we'll tell. Excited. See what happens. I know that um, the last time they thought that they had a board, like a the, like a circuit board leak with the ports on the Xbox Series X, Microsoft quickly rebunked it, but or debunked it, like saying, "Yeah, no, that's not ours." <laughs> but I think this one they might be staying quiet, so that might be indicative. All right. Well, that's all we got for news. Unless you got anything else? Nope. No breaking news. Okay, well then, I guess let's move on to what we've been playing. Should we uh, continue our tradition to let you start? Sure, just because I've got a bunch of crap in here that I'm uh, only going to briefly mention some of them. Because um, there's not a whole lot of interesting things to say about all of these. <laughs> um, so I'm going to jump down my list and actually say I, I did spend some time yesterday playing some Street Fighter II Championship Edition. I was feeling pretty good about myself in the first like two matches. And then I just kind of got stuck and was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. I'm really not that great at Street Fighter, but I still really like it. Um, I just immediately was losing to Ken as playing Ryu. And, well, they're the same person. So... <laughs> Um, does the championship edition feature like updated AI? Um, you know, maybe. I'm not sure. Um, but I was playing it as part of the Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection. And most recently when I played 
Street Fighter. It was at this arcade um, that's, I don't know, about an hour and a half away. And uh, I don't think I was playing Championship Edition. I think I was just uh, playing Street Fighter 2, like the vanilla version of it. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and I did okay. I, I mean, at least I did a lot better at that um than than at this and then uh to feel a little bit better about myself i moved on to start playing soul Calibur six uh because i am definitely better at soul Calibur six but i think it's also easier to button mash in soul Calibur six and actually do well yeah um and i'm not playing any of this online mind you because i am definitely not that good i do enjoy fighting games now and then because i mean they were a big thing in arcades yeah, and uh, you were playing on the uh, Street Fighter 2 on the Nintendo Switch? Actually, I was playing that on my Xbox One. Okay, gotcha. I know they released a lot of, um, like, a couple collections and also yeah. uh, Street Fighter 2 and anyway on the Switch. So, Yeah, it's the yeah it's the same release for the Switch, the PS4, uh, Xbox One, and I don't know if it's on anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a great Street Fighter 2 collection. Um, actually, not even just Street Fighter 2. I think there's, I think three, yeah, Third Strike is on there. Um, and Street Fighter Alpha and Alpha 2, um, which I never really got into the later Street Fighter games, but it's nice to kind of poke around and um, check them out in, in an official capacity. So so played played some fighting games for a little while yesterday, which held me over for a little bit. Yeah, and I, I don't have a lot of experience playing Street Fighter myself, but I definitely remember playing on the Genesis. So, and I remember it being a big deal that you had the six button controller, you know? So that yes. was like the only way to play. Like, <laughs> no, really. Cause if you tried to play Street Fighter on the three button controller, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you had to hit the start button to have it switch between punches and kicks. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's game breaking. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> That's the case, uh, unless you have the six button, and then you have you know punch buttons at the top, and then the bottom three are all kick, um, I believe. Wow! But I, I primarily played on the Super Nintendo. That was where, that was where I had Street Fighter Two, and Street Fighter Two Turbo. I just had to look up uh, at one of my game boxes to remember which one it was. Um, but yeah, played those a lot, and in the arcade at the at at the softball diamonds that I used to go to when I was growing up when my stepdad was playing uh softball in a league. Wow. Yeah, that's 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 kind of perfect. Yeah. So it probably freed you up a lot of time to play. Oh yeah, it was great. He went and played every Friday night. I barely watched a game. I would go with friends of mine to the arcade that they had <clears throat> excuse me, the arcade that they had <laughs> at the baseball diamond and play that and cruising USA and uh, I think they had NBA Jam there also, and uh, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, it was it was a pretty good selection. Actually, now I realize where a lot of my taste in video games come from uh, was <laughs> that was that softball diamond. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, and they had Neo Geo like multi arcade there. They had Super Baseball twenty twenty, Metal Slug. I think some golfing game. Anyway, speaking of golf. Yeah. Hey, Uh, I didn't even do that on purpose. (laughs) I've been playing um, on my phone and a little bit on my iPad, actually. Uh, What the Golf, which is a part of Apple Arcade. 
And I realized I was beginning to think to myself, I'm like, I don't think I played Apple Arcade for like a month and a half. And if I don't pick something up now, I'm going to have to cancel this. <laughs> so and I don't, I don't want to cancel it because I, I do like the games that are there and I do occasionally pop in. But what the golf, um, I've been playing it since Apple Arcade launched somewhat oh, wow. kind of casually here and there. But it turns out this game's got some some breath to it. There's a lot going on um, because it quickly tells you you're quickly basically informed through gameplay that this isn't just about golf. Um, though oftentimes your objectives are to actually get to the flag, but they do all kinds of different things. Like um, sometimes when you go to swing, it's actually your golfer that you're. <laughs> hitting along like a golf ball and oh, wow. there's there's it introduces soccer and there's a soccer ball which kind of has its own <laughs> just sort of moves itself along and it doesn't really have a story but you're in this sort of laboratory and you have to like beat these computers that are like um blocking your path and you have to like do their golf challenges oh wow and the the laboratory, the laboratory is, I guess their goal was like, how do we make golf not boring? And golf, golf isn't boring, but it's just kind of the joke. They're, they're making yeah. a meme out of it, basically. So anyway, um, but the game really shocked me because it started mimicking other games, like having um, references. Like, so whenever you complete an objective, um, they always have to, for one, they'd have to throw out a pun. So... And like, if you make it under a certain par, they call it perfect. <laughs> so, oh my God. That's so that, that's the tip of the iceberg though. This, this game has so many, literally everything. They, they try a different pun or joke, but it starts to become references. Like I found myself in a portal like area and then you're utilizing portal to like solve the puzzles. Oh, wow. And sometimes seamlessly you get to a different zone and it's like, oh, I'm playing in landscape now. You know, I'm not playing in portrait mode. It just like decides to rotate. The whole level rotates and you just naturally just sort of rotate your phone and keep going. So, oh, wow. Um, yeah. So it'll kind of go from that. Um, there was, and then um, speaking, of, <laughs> um, and then the next world after Portal, it started mimicking Super Hot, where the environments move and the art style was the same, like red characters. And so, like basically, when your golf ball moves, the um, these enemies on screen will shoot at you and will destroy you, basically, if they hit you. So. And, uh, it's, it's a crazy this is, game. This is a crazy golf game. Yep. Exactly. It's like, what the golf man. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't want to spoil the whole thing cause there are more gaming references. They, they are continually throwing at me and I just, I can't believe it. Um, that's cool. So it's, it's, you know, if you ever find yourself in Apple arcade, you know, I, I can almost recommend it just based on that game by itself. Is it only available on Apple Arcade or can um, you actually buy the game? As far as I'm aware. Um, in fact, it seems like most games on Apple Arcade um, seem to be exclusive to the platform. If, if Let's say if it's exclusive to phones or it's exclusive to iOS, um, it seems like you can only get it through Apple Arcade. They don't let you buy out of that, basically. So, But, you know, That's $5 weird. a month. Um, you get a lot of games. So it's kind of like the game yeah. pass value. So yeah, but also you can buy all of the games that are on Game Pass if yeah. you like one. That's true. That's true. Uh, it's fair enough. I mean, there are some games that are multi-platform. So, um, but it seems like they're they're holding it exclusive because they're not letting the games monetize through microtransactions at all. Yeah. So, all right. 
Yeah, I, I just, I find it get kind of addicted and it actually presents challenges enough to where sometimes I have to put it down because I'm like, I can't, I can't do this right now. I have to <laughs> wait till I've eaten something or if I slept a little. And <laughs> so that's what's what the golf, I'm still not done. And I, I think I've put 10 hours into it probably. So nice. Yeah, that, that sounds cool. I'll have to to check it out, maybe that's what I'll use my free month of Apple Arcade for since I haven't subscribed yet. Yeah, I think, you know, give it a shot. Um, then let's see. I'll throw out a couple others that kind of go together. Um, so for the first time this weekend, or for the first time ever this weekend, I was able to uh, one credit clear, and this on the super easy difficulty, two different games that I've had for a while. Uh, that I did not realize that I've gotten good enough to clear them on super easy because uh, they they have been a challenge and a real challenge for me uh, up until just recently. Uh, but I was able to complete Dangan Fever on and Battle Garega uh, in both on the Xbox One, uh, but they also exist on the PS4. But yeah, they are uh, really great shoot 'em ups. Um, Dangan Feveron is made by Cave, which makes like the Dodonpachi games that I really like. Mm-hmm. Um, Battle Garega is made by Rising, who I think they made Batsugan and a couple other arcade like games like this that I've played. Um, but anyway, I, I'm just still really digging getting back into this genre over the course of the past like year plus. Um, yeah, cause I always loved these games, but I never really got into them as much as I've gotten into them really in the last year, like year and a half, like I said. Um, but yeah, anyway, great did games. They, did they have a, a smup when you were in, um, I mean, excluding Metal Slug um, in the baseball uh, arcade? Oh, um, I don't think they did there, mm-hmm. but Raiden 2... Uh, I played that with my dad in, at an arcade that I grew up going to that is now a parking lot. Um, Bummer. Yeah, sadly, sadly, <laughs> it's a parking lot now. Um, so, you know, it's a much better use of space. People just put their cars there instead of going to play awesome games. Um, so, yeah, I played that there. And then uh, I think right in DX, I, primarily like what I thought a like shmup or shoot 'em up or whatever you want to call it, uh, this type of game, I, I literally only ever thought of Raiden uh, in like Raiden 2 and Raiden DX because that's all I really knew about until um, sometime in the past, I don't know, 10-ish years when I started discovering others. And even the others that I discovered, it was like, eh, you know, casually I'll play these and like, you know, just keep pumping in credits till the end. Um but yeah, actually, I think I already talked about all this, how I got into this because of um, playing stuff at an arcade convention and playing with other people. Anyway, yeah, that's right. fun genre, super difficult sometimes. Um, but yeah, this is like my Dark Souls. So now I've graduated from super easy and I'm trying to go for the real arcade difficulty of trying to one credit clear. And it is much more difficult. So, 
So anyway. um, for your perspective, um, yeah. I noticed they're both called super easy mode. So it is it a, a, a pretty standard for SMUPS to have a super easy mode. Um, and then does that go to easy or does that go to like normal? Um, so it goes from super easy to just arcade, uh-huh. um, which is standard difficulty. And then also it depends on what game. Yeah. Um, cause games like Mushihima Sama, uh, they have like super easy or no, what they actually just call it novice. And then there's the arcade difficulty, but then there's like original and then there's something. And then I think there's like maximum. I don't know. There's. It gets it gets crazier, um, and the like the naming convention of super easy um, that is there because it is the same company that has republished these games or like or reworked on these actually and rem- I, guess, I don't know if remastered is the right word, um, but a company by the name of M two like they just did all of the emulation for the new Sega Genesis Mini. Um, they have been taking these games and. I don't know, giving them new life and putting them on newer platforms and giving them a lot of extra features like super easy mode. So (laughs) somebody who's not amazing at these games, like me, I love those modes because I at least get a way to see the game and get all the way through it and kind of get a a feeling for what it's like and see a bit of what the bullet patterns are going to look like. Um, Though they're definitely not as complex or, I mean, well... Maybe the complexity is similar, but there's way more bullets on the screen when playing the the regular arcade modes. I see. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for explaining that. Because it's. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's that's great. You know, at least you can see how long the game is one way or another. You know, and then. Yeah. Well, and it's and it's nice to have like an easier mode to shoot for. Like, I just want to be able to get all the way through this on one credit, uh, and then see if that's possible. And then. Now that it is, I'm looking forward to moving up to the next levels of difficulty. Yeah, and um, I think that could segue um, pretty well to... Uh, actually, uh, I've, I played... The one game I played on Sunday was Overcooked 2. Nice. And I played... so It's a co-op game, so it's like kind of weird to say like I was playing you know, by myself. <laughs> but uh, I, I did actually clear the game. Um, and it also has kind of a, a system like to advance, you only have to get a one star rating, which means that, you know, you, you somewhat like understood the level, you were able to complete some of your orders. Um, so which, uh, you know, overcooked, if you're unfamiliar, you're kind of, uh, it's a co-op sort of, uh, I, I like to call it like a chaos simulator because <laughs> you're trying to prepare yes. these meals in these ridiculous kitchens where things are catching fire and uh, there's people in your way and in some cases you're getting run over by cars and stuff um, so it, you know if, if you get a one star rating okay that's like the satisfactory there is a two star rating I three starred all the um, levels by myself and they kind of adjusted they, because you're going to be more effective if you have more than one person like you know two separate minds working these two cooks but in single player mode you just have to hit a button to switch between them and when one person is like chopping or preparing something you can switch to the other one to do something and um, so I was able to three star clear the whole game including the last level which was cool Um, well uh, we'll say once you beat the game it unlocks what they call the new game plus and you um, have a fourth star that you can earn on all the levels 
but that one is no slouch. So let's say on um, one of the early levels I saw, uh, a one-star clear is 100 points, uh, two-star clear is 200 points, and uh, three-star clear is 300 points. Well, oh, you want the four-star? <laughs> That's 1,000 points. So <laughs> good luck. Yeah, so you, you basically, oh, and if you add another player, it actually bumps it up. Oh, now it's 1,800. Like, <laughs> so uh, you pretty no much joke. have you have to master the level like you you have to like that you can't miss a beat um they you know i i kind of noticed that um you want to basically uh minimize any time that something is done cooking and just sitting and waiting um because okay. well a it'll catch fire after a few seconds but even oh, if I it's see. in yeah. that catching fire stage like that's bad you're wasting time that needs to be out the door so because you get extra bonus points for getting things done faster so I want to play more of that. Um, I really, I've kind of threw it out there to my PC gamer friends. I'm like, Hey, I want to try this, uh, remote steam, you know, um, you know, multiplayer. So you don't have to buy the game. You can just join me. And I took one person took me up on the offer, but I didn't, um, I don't think I pestered them. I just said, Hey, let me know when you want to play. And they never got back to me. So, got it. yeah. So I'll try again in the future. I want to purchase the, some of the DLCs, but, uh, I, I, if, I will have to purchase on PC if I want PC people to play with me, though. So yeah. I, I might go that route since I was playing on Switch uh, this last Sunday. But um, the the PC is great because the load times are less than half. Like it's so in between levels, it's just much faster game. So and uh, I think the frame rate, you know, it's locked at sixty instead of thirty on the Switch, which wasn't yeah. a big deal if I was just playing on the Switch. But I did notice sometimes where maybe inputs were being missed and on oh, critical okay, times. Yeah. So just because the frame rate is a little unstable, not unplayable, but I, I yeah. think I I noticed it. I was like, no, I told that guy to chop, and he's not chopping right now. <laughs> so that's overcooked too. Cool. Yeah, I haven't played two yet. Uh, I don't think, or maybe I have with you one time. Yeah, I remember the time I brought it in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I I've definitely played the first game uh, a fair amount, and played it with my partner, and she was like, "Okay, this is too stressful. Can we go back <laughs> to another game that is not so stressful?" Um, when I thought you would really like it, but I I do understand that it's pretty stressful. Yeah, it does kind of force you to think, but eventually something clicked for me. Um, but yeah, I also played a little bit with my partner as well. She said, uh, can we play Mario Kart? <laughs> yeah, actually, that's that's pretty much the fallback is like, okay, this is too stressful. Let's do Mario Kart or play Tetris Effect. Yeah. Um, or, you know, one of the one of the Yoshi games like uh, Crafted World or Woolly World. Those are some some fine games right there yeah um all right well i have been playing something that is been pretty much based on your recommendation and sorry my my cat will not be quiet whether she's in the room or out of the room <laughs> so she's making less noise in here um i don't know how much she's being picked up probably a decent amount but I, I only heard her once, so okay. yeah, no worries. <laughs> um, so yeah, so per per some of your uh, recommendation, I started playing The Outer Wilds. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's it's been it's been pretty cool. Um, I I put probably another uh, another 
maybe half hour, 40 minutes into it again uh, yesterday. And now I don't know how much should I say, like how much, I don't know how much of these are spoilers or if people shouldn't know about these things. I don't know how critical it is. Well, you're not super far in the game, right? Um, if- no, I'm, I'm still pretty early in the game. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, so I know that I told you that I found this, uh, this gravity pad or some kind of launcher. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I saw what looked like a spaceship on it, and I went to go stand, like go check out the ship, and then it launched me out into space, uh, just in my suit. And I wound up like flying towards this other planet. I went through the atmosphere expecting to like smack into something and die, but I landed in water. So then I just kind of explored a little bit and then ultimately ran out of oxygen on that planet. Um, but then the most re- one of the most recent things I did was, um, let's see, well, I know that I did something and I died. What was it? It was kind of funny. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to do this and die because I'm, you know, it, I feel like it doesn't matter. It's like Groundhog Day. Yeah. I'm just going to, I'm just going to be back. So, um, you know, really, really leaning into that approach like Bill Murray. And yeah, I can't remember the ridiculous way I died. But the other more interesting thing was, oh, no, I do remember how I died. Oh, my God. So I went out to this bramble looking planet and. I had already found this bramble seed thing um, right after, like, you know, right when you come back alive and you're staring up in the space, there's a thing that falls down and it looks like it's hitting your planet. So I finally went and I checked that out. And so I talked to this guy and he was like, yeah, you should put your scope thingy. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, maybe not. It's not even the scope. It's anyway, a probe launcher. Probe launcher. There we go. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, yeah, you should use a probe launcher to throw your probe in there to check it out. So I didn't remember how to do that. So I just flew away. And then I found this bramble thing out in space. And I saw that I could go inside of it. So I did. And I flew with the ship inside of it. And it, it looked like it was going to be a really tight fit. And I was like, well, I'm probably just going to crash and die, whatever. I got eaten by something. Yeah. <laughs> there was a crazy thing that ate me. And I was like, oh, my God. Um, so that I didn't, or then basically the next time I was alive, I I also forgot that you have your probe launcher when you have your suit on. Yes. So I flew my ship down and like had to like, thrust to angle it just exactly the right way to fire my ship's probe mm-hmm. into that little bramble thing that's on the planet. Um, like the one on your starting planet. Right. <laughs> and then it just kept going and going and going and going inside of it. And then it was like, there's a duplicated signal and the signal was the thing, the thing up in space. <laughs> yeah, that's uh you, yes you have uncovered one of the mysteries um that is yeah. actually it's a uh, it's key um so anyways cool. just to know interesting um so yeah so, yeah so i did that and then um and then i flew up into space again and i was like well i'm not going to go inside the bramble thing the thing's going to eat me 
And then I found a black hole at the center of something. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, you know, YOLO and just yeah. flew straight into the black hole because I figured I was going to die. And I didn't. I was somewhere else. Um, and then tried to do some puzzle. I felt like I was stuck there. And then I went to try to uh, fly back and something happened and I died. I can't remember. You're, well, I, I just have to tell you, because a lot of people feel pretty lost when they're playing this game. Like, I don't even know if I'm playing this right. Like, I'm not seeing anything. Nothing's happening. Well, I can I can tell you you're playing the game exactly right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I truly have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm yeah. like, I'm just going to go there and look at that thing. And then the, uh, the other thing, too, is that uh, it's really interesting to hear your take on this because... People experience that game very differently. So um, some of the things that you're seeing, I actually didn't see until very late in the, we'll call it the story in my progression yeah. um, as well, such as like the place where you got eaten. That was one of the last planets that I went to. Um, I'm just I'm just going straight to any and every planet that I see where I'm yeah. like, I haven't been there yet. I'm going to go check it out. Yes. Explore as much as you can. I think it will be a little, uh, it will be a little scary because you're like, I've already seen everything now. Well, now what do I see? But, um, just the more you can explore each planet, the the better. Yeah. Like I found a lot more stuff that I had to translate on these different planets. Translations. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a different planet that I know that I landed on somewhere in the middle of all this. And, uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I think, you know, pay attention to that uh, sort of virtual cork board in your, uh, inside your ship. Um, yeah, that's what I started doing when I was, like, I, when I remembered that was there um, in the last, like, playthrough that I was doing before I died, which I saw the the number of, like, I can't remember how they say it, but the, like, playthroughs that I've actually survived through, and it's only one. It's just yeah. the first one. Yeah, the loops, right? It's so, only the first. I've only survived the first loop. Every other one, I've done reckless things to die. You know, that's you know, the, but you're learning. That's the thing. Eventually, you're going to learn. Like, okay, these are the things I need to do to survive. So, <laughs> yeah, but it's it's still been fun. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm enjoying it. And I mean, part of it is I just I like space, so it's kind of fun to just be flying around out in space doing ridiculous stuff. Um, but it's also, it's fun to explore and it, and it feels like small enough and contained like the whole, uh, solar system that you're in overall seems like you could get everywhere in that 20 minutes or 22 minutes or however many minutes is in that loop. Um, seems like you could like at least touch down on all of those places, um, during that time. So yeah. anyway, yeah, I think it's, it's intended it's a cool game. Um, I think they do a good job of, you know, really only applying detail to the things you're meant to see or explore. And if you find yourself in a very boring place that's very flat, um, then it's kind of like, ah, I need to get out of here. There's nothing to yeah. see here. So, I, I've definitely seen some boring things like this comet that's flying by. Like that mm-hmm. was literally the first thing. When I saw that, I was like, that is the smallest and probably the most difficult thing for me to land on. I'm going to try. Yeah. So... Yeah, I've been on that and I didn't see anything, but I also was afraid to go very far because it was literally the first thing I landed on. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know, like I, I did something to jump and do something weird where I was like, oh my God, 
this thing's going to fly away with my ship on it and I'm going to be stuck in space. Um, So that I just got back on the ship. Awesome. But but yeah, so I've been playing that and really enjoying that so far. Um, And then the last thing to mention before my very, very last thing, which I will wait for um, is I've played some overwatch. It's, you know, my, it's my go-to if I feel like playing something multiplayer. Um, since I just like being a healer or I like, you know, being a tank. Yeah. And then the more you're talking about it, the more I'm getting closer to like firing up the, the battle net or the blizzard launcher as yes, that's, it's called now, you know, and yeah, running it just, I, well, maybe, uh, when I get my gaming PC up and going yeah, sometime oh. in this next month or so, hundred percent, you can teach me how to play again. <laughs> Yeah, like who who do you like to play as, or do you have anyone? Um, you know, I did play as Mercy quite a bit, but oh, cool. um, yeah, because I like that healing aspect. Because I'm like, I don't really know what I'm doing, so let me see how I can support the team. Um, yeah, but uh, I also played as Farah a bit. You know, oh, I like cool. flying around with the rockets. Yeah. Um, I also had a um, uh, let's see, the uh, is it Roadhog, the guy that that hooks people? Yeah. That, he shoots the grappling hook and yep. has a shotgun like thing. He was also pretty fun. I, I had a, a lot of fun pulling people in and just destroying them. <laughs> yeah. For the longest time I would, I was pretty much playing as mercy only, but I've started branching out and uh, I like to play as Lucio sometimes and mm-hmm. Brigitte and um, is there any other healer I like to play? I mean, sometimes Zenyatta. I would really um, like to be good at Zenyatta. Yeah, I haven't gotten that good with him yet. Um, But yeah, so those I like playing as those healers. And then pretty much like I cycled through, if I'm in the tank queue, uh, Orisa. um, Why can't I? Oh, Reinhardt. I'm like, why can't I remember his name? There's a lot of names. I definitely know his name. Um, So yeah, Orisa, Reinhardt, uh, Diva sometimes, and Sigma I've just kind of started playing as. so yeah, I mean those those are the characters that depending on the match, depending on what's going on, that I like to cycle through. Um, also, you know who who else is on the team um, yeah. will kind of alter what tank I'm going to be. It won't alter what healer I'm going to be as much. I mean, well, unless somebody else is Mercy, then then I feel okay being um, being Brigitte. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, like if there's no Mercy, I'm like, no, I'm sorry, I got to go Mercy. That's like. That's my that's my main character. Um, I really like yeah. that. Like Agent Forty Seven is like a he he plays just like a Call of Duty character, basically. Oh, Seventy Six, yeah, or Agent Seventy Six. <laughs> no, I said well, so you said Agent Forty Seven because of um, uh, the Hitman games. Oh, and it's Soldier yeah. Seventy Six. Soldier Seventy Six. Uh, Overwatch. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm not good with hey, numbers. It's it's a <laughs> it's some kind of military name and then a number yeah <laughs> um yeah so that's that's cool that's cool and you're playing on uh, xbox or switch yeah i was playing one. on xbox one nice uh cool i have one more um untitled goose game um we recorded a little bit early last time oh, i think we recorded on like a saturday so i had yeah. sunday um so last sunday to play uh, untitled goose game and i did finish it i did clear it in probably like three hours or something like that 
Um, and I just had so much fun with that. I, it reminds me, it's a good hijinks game. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, I, uh, I don't know if you ever played um, stacking. Stacking is no. a good hijinks game. Yeah. So you can take on different personas and you do different things like to solve problems in different ways, solve puzzles. So um, I, I think there was like in stacking, there was like a example, you, you were trying to get past a guard and you could do a few things. You could intimidate him with another one. You could scare him by using like a, a smaller like bird character or something like that. Or, or that you could, um, inhabit this like lady stacking bot and like lure him away. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, um, so untitled goose game, uh, it's just so charming. I love the art style. Yeah. I love, um, I just giggled along as I just kind of like messed with these people. Um, I, I, and I, uh, I read one review and it was saying like, uh, and there was a quote that stuck out to me. They're saying, well, you know, these, these, these villagers, they're kind of jerks and you know what? They had it coming. Um, <laughs> either that, or I've been inhabiting a goose for too long, an angry goose for too long, and have That's become funny. A, take on its psyche. <laughs> but it's too good. It is. It is really funny, and I think it embodies it well. It's like it's. It's not really. You're not really harming anybody, but um, some of these people aren't very nice either. So yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I had fun, and I, it also has like a new game plus aspect. So oh, cool. Um, once you clear it, it actually opens up more objectives for you to do. So oh, well, there you go. Yeah. So. Um, it, it's and I love the uh, I, I'm not going to spoil the ending but the ending is a, uh, I just it was perfect it was like the end of a good book like a good closing the book so awesome <laughs> yeah yeah um, I'm looking forward to getting through that game yeah I don't know anything else but I just thought it was hilarious it's very good goose controls it does everything a goose you, can, <laughs> you know run with a goose and you could flap your wings and you can run and flap your wings and honk at the same time. So and it's a great level of immersion right there. I mean, it's perfect. It's like they they just totally got it. Um, and so it's just like, well, you know, a goose can do pretty much those things. It can honk, it can run, and it can flap its wings. And you can do all three of those things at the same time. So nice. <laughs> yeah, it feels good. Um, I think the developers were inspired actually by a postcard that had a goose and kind of the art style that the game is in. Oh, cool. So that's kind of where I thought that was interesting. And they just decided to, they, I, I guess the developers had a conversation about geese in general and then decided to make a game around it. It's funny. So, yeah. Uh, nice. I think they were based in Australia. So the game kind of. Yeah, I think you're right. Australian theme. So, but yeah, that's really all I can say. Big recommendation. Cool. Uh, well, then to close out what we've been playing, uh, I have been, I don't know, well, off and on, I'm kind of always playing Tetris on yeah. my Game Boy Color. <laughs> always in a state um, of Tetris. Yeah, well, because and actually it wasn't on the list, but I, I spent some time playing Tetris Effect this weekend with my partner, and we both love that game. So since we, I think it's since we fairly regularly will pick up and start playing Tetris Effect, and I mean it's only, I mean it's, it's single player, so we just kind of take turns and trying to set high scores. Um, but yeah, so I've been playing Tetris on Game Boy Color, played that quite a bit this weekend and before I went to bed. Um, well, and I guess, I don't know, I say quite a bit. It's just like, if I have like a few minutes of idle time, I'll pick it up and play it. Um, 
you know, if I'm just waiting to do something else for a second, you know, do that instead of staring at my phone and endlessly scrolling on Reddit or something. Uh, and then also as I, my, my going to bed game last night on my Game Boy was playing Kirby's Dreamland. And it's so nice being able to play in bed with a backlit LCD screen and no like weird reflections. Um, and also this game is very short. I, I, I kind of forget how short some of the Game Boy games are because mm-hmm. I, what felt like very, very quickly I got to King DDD and I don't know, I died the first two times, but I had like five lives. And then I just got to the point where I was like, I am too tired to beat him. I'm just going to shut it off and go to bed. Um, but yeah, it's a fantastic game. It's a lot of fun. It's uh, not not necessarily quite as good as Kirby's Adventure on the NES, but it's still great for a Game Boy game. I think the Kirby games, especially the early ones, were ahead of their time as far as their difficulty curve too. Um, yeah, it seems like once you kind of got the rhythm, it's like you could clear the game. You know, like yeah, like it's not punishingly difficult. Yeah. Um, so I just. I, you know, I started actually one of the early Kirby games and I thought it was Kirby's Adventure. If I uh, recall, like on, on 3DS using backwards compatibility. Um, Yeah, they did a 3D version of that um, for the 3DS. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, uh, that was it. I did enjoy it. I just wish that I would have beat it so I could move on to the next one. Well, if you still got it on your 3DS, it's it's still worth going back to and playing. It it won't set you back many or it won't set you back very much time. Yeah, I think um, they maybe have it on Switch as well with uh Oh yeah, you know what it is. It's on Switch for uh what is that? Uh, N- the Nintendo Switch Online NES games. Yeah. So yeah, could definitely play it on that. Cool. Well, think that is it for everything we've been playing unless you got anything else no um looking forward to what this next week brings i've been kind of all over the place lately so we'll see Um, yeah well let's see you put something in here uh that was an article of remembering the biggest games that are turning 10 this year yeah and all these games came out around uh 2010 I mean, and what a year. And this is like that sort of, I think, 2009 and 2010 had some really big games come out. <laughs> it was an exciting time in gaming. Yeah. Like I, when I was looking through this before, I did not realize how many of these games came out at that time and that they've already been out for 10 years. Yeah. Um, sadly, some of these have gone by and I haven't touched them in the 10 years but i've heard really great things about them um like let's see well one that i did not play but i played the first game was mass effect 2 Mm -hmm. um so i mean well i guess technically i did play it but not that much like when i think when i got into mass effect mass effect 2 was already out so I played through Mass Effect and then was like, cool, I'm just going to jump right into Mass Effect 2. And then it felt really different. And I think so quickly after completing the first game, it just was kind of jarring. And I was like, I don't 
I don't know. Never mind. <laughs> never mind. I'm going to do something else. So, yeah. So I never really spent more than probably like two or three hours in Mass Effect 2. Yeah. And I, uh, I usually, when I tell people that I haven't played Mass Effect 2, I get the like same expression that I would give them if they told me they've never played Half-Life 2. So I've gotten some of those reactions out of yeah. it. Yeah, but I feel like it's way more common for people to have played Mass Effect 2 than Half-Life 2, but I could be totally off base. I suppose so. I, I don't know. I feel like it's... Well, I, I guess it depends on depends on what circles you're running in, I guess, uh, to, to see if Mass Effect 2 or Half-Life 2 is more popular. Um, and then also... <laughs> nearly identical situation actually if not an identical situation for Bioshock 2 mm-hmm. uh, I actually didn't play the Bioshock games until Infinite was already out and let's see uh, old coworker of mine oh that's funny actually he said he would play Half-Life 2 if I played through Bioshock Infinite because he loved Infinite so much. And I was like, you know what? I will do that because it is worth playing that game to make sure that you play Half-Life 2. Yeah. So I actually like backed all the way up and was like, you know, I'm not going to go straight into Infinite. I already have Bioshock and Bioshock 2 because uh, it might have been from Games with Gold or I might have got them on sale for five bucks or something. I don't know. They were already old when I got them. And I played through the first one. Credits rolled. I immediately fired up Bioshock 2. Like, as soon as the credits were done with the first game. And I just couldn't get into it because it was different even though it looked the same. So I think what what Infinite had going for it for me was the fact that it wasn't trying to... I get well, not even that it was trying. I don't know. I did not, since I did not play them at the intended release schedule period, it just felt too similar yet too different to the first Bioshock. So I just kind of skipped two and went straight to Infinite. Yeah, I think you did the right move. You know, that's that's um, uh, trying to remember why, why is Volition Games coming? Is that the was that were they the uh, developers of uh, Bioshock? Um, um I don't. Let's see. I think so, mm-hmm. but Let's I don't see. remember. Uh, it, um, it was take two, and so at some point, um, that did Bioshock. If I remember. Also, I played through those Bioshock games. He never played Half Life Two. He was a liar. What, what a jerk! It's a terrible, terrible liar. <laughs> well, I mean, you maybe maybe he came around one day. <laughs> I don't know. I'll have to ask him. I'll have to reach out. Say, hey, man, do you ever? No, you didn't do this. All right. Well, I'll talk to you when you've played Half Life Two. <laughs> call, call me when you have. We'll yeah. have a we'll have a discussion about it. But yeah. Anyway, is there anything? Because uh, I'm I'm finding some others that I can't believe have been around for ten years that I played the crap out of. Yeah, I saw. Uh, what, do you, uh, what do you get? God of War Three. You know, I I definitely I remember picking that up day one and just smashing through that game like super quick. Uh, it wasn't a super long game, and then you know there was no. These weren't the days where multiplayer was absolutely required for every game that came out necessarily. It seems. Oh yeah. Um, it, though multiplayer was pretty common, but um, it, it. I some of these, it's just uh, I like to think about you know where they are now 
Um, so we've, you know, already got like almost a reboot. It's not a reboot with a new God of War game, but it is, you know, uh, dramatically kind of different, um, like tone for the game and has really grown up, um, actually. So, um, another one was deadly premonition I saw in here, which I never played, but I do know that they have an impending sequel. <laughs> going to come out like so 10 years later <laughs> the sequel's coming um and then also red dead redemption you know we just got to see that was like a nine year development <laughs> for the for the sequel to come out oh yeah red dead's in this list yeah ah, uh, i didn't scroll down far enough i did not play that until uh three years ago Oh, that was a hell of a game. Yeah, my my old boss uh, at my at my current job, he just went on about that game, and I was like, "All right, well, I have it. I've kind of started playing it." It's like, but you know, based on your recommendation, and this was also, I think, before Red Dead Two. I think it probably got delayed. I don't know. Thought it was coming out sooner than it actually was, so I made. I uh, made sure to play through Red Dead on uh, the 360, and man, that is a really good game. He uh, he really was he really was right. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean I, that was a really um, big time for me in Rockstar Games at, at that point because you know I had played the heck out of Grand Theft Auto 4, but oh, also yeah. Um, yeah, and Bully is one of my favorite games ever. Um, so this was kind of on the heels of that. And actually when I, I remember seeing a screenshot of Red Dead Redemption 2 of, you know, just some of those like um, sky views that they did with, oh, yeah. you know, just, you know, John sitting on the horse and it just looking out. And I, I, I told all my friends, I'm like, this game is, is two, you know, two years, maybe more out. But mark my words, this game's going to be good. <laughs> and so you were saying that about Red Dead 2? Um, the original Red Dead. Oh, the red, uh, the original. Okay. Yeah. Just, I mean, um, yeah, just the, just looking at a couple screenshots, I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be yeah. amazing. Cause I knew Rock, Rockstar's pedigree at that point. And, uh, yeah, it's one of my favorite games ever. It's a little hard to go back to after playing Red Dead 2, um, because the horses are almost mechanical. They, they literally like you're watching them and controlling them on screen. They feel, they feel very binary. Like you could control them with a D pad kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I still haven't been able to get into Red Dead 2. Yeah. Personally. One of these days. I, yeah. One day I know I'll try it again. Some games you play late. I know I'm, I'm, uh, the Arkham games, I'm usually about three to four years behind on their development cycles, but I do actually get through them. Oh, nice. So, um, one game on this list I did play, um, I played the heck out of was uh, Super Mario Galaxy 2 as well. Oh, nice. I loved the Galaxy games. And actually, in retrospect, Galaxy 2 and Galaxy 1 are kind of like one experience in my nostalgia. So, that's fair. Yeah, sometimes they seem like, pretty similar. Yeah, I think about like, you know, some of the levels and when I go back and I replay them every once in a while and I'm like, oh, I forgot about this or, oh, I thought this was in two. This isn't yeah. one. Like, so, um, but they are, you know, pretty different on their type of levels, but. I have not finished either of those games. 
Oh man. Yeah. Those are, those are good. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I know that's, that's something that, uh, I, cause I ended up having to sell my switch, not my okay. switch. Wow. I'm saying the wrong console old, name. The old I, yeah. I ended up selling. Yeah. Switch 1.0 yeah. <laughs> is now around three. No, uh, the Nintendo Wii. Yeah. Didn't have money. Had to sell it, which actually meant me giving it to my roommate and then her not charging me for bills that month or something. I don't know. It was something stupid. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, I did not play the galaxy games. Um, I have them now cause I found really good deals on them and I intend to play them at some time every sometime, but, um, as is a theme for me, I pick up and play, you know, some old games from a very long time ago, um, for the first time, you know, now. Yeah, those games are not real hard at the beginning, but they um, tend to ramp up the challenge in some of the later stars, which, um, so you kind of have to really push for it. But um, man, I just, those games just charm the pants off of me. <laughs> yeah, so one one day I will finally go back. Um, let's see, I played the heck out of Battlefield Bad Company 2. Man, I played that game a lot, um, and I was playing it on PC primarily. Um, though I did have it on the Xbox 360, which I think is what pushed me to get it on the PC, because uh, I think it was only half as many players playing it on the console as opposed to playing it online, um, and that's just not as much fun. No. No, definitely not. Ah, uh, and regrettably, I've not played Alan Wake. Um, but I did, man, I did really enjoy Quantum Break from Remedy also. Um, that's a really good game. Like, I also really enjoyed the all the TV stuff that they did with it. Uh, I, I overall was very, very entertained by Quantum Break. So I hear nothing but even better things about Alan Wake. Um, so I need to make my way back to that sometime because I also really want to play Control, which just, yeah, which just I was came gonna out. Say, Control is probably um, the uh, compilation yeah, of their efforts. I, and I heard that that game is supposed to be coming to Game Pass. I don't know mm. if that's true or if it was a rumor, um, but I'm kind of holding off since I played Quantum Break on Game Pass also. So I figure I'll just see what happens or wait till it's on sale for 20 bucks or less. Totally. Um, I saw Super Meat Boy was on this list too. Um, and I was just actually watching a speed run from uh, AGDQ 2020. Um, and uh, they were they were playing The Binding of Isaac um, as well. So um, it's from the same developer. But I played a little bit of Super Meat Boy, but I didn't get super far. I don't know. I think I... Yeah. I, I didn't get very far in that. I mean, well, I don't know. I don't know how long it was. But mm-hmm. I got to the point, I got as far as I could before I was like, you know, this is just too hard for me to keep going. Yeah. And I definitely had some situations where I was pairing a controller to my Mac to play and I had some input, uh, input latency, which is absolutely oh. killer. Your controls have yeah. to be on if you're playing that game. <laughs> yeah. You can't really have it with that game. Like that's. No. Yeah, that, that'll make it not fun. I actually want to try that game and try playing with like a D-pad like the Nintendo um, SNES controller. The, um, I bet 
wonder if it's even on Switch. Anyway, I'll have to figure that out. <laughs> uh, Meat Boy is on Switch. They just released it. Oh. Yeah, so it's like on everything. Wow. <laughs> um, let's see. We also have StarCraft Two. Man, that was 10 years. I went to BlizzCon that year. Um, yeah. Oh, actually, yeah. No, I was at BlizzCon that year. Uh, in 2010, so it had just come out, I think. Yes. I, I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? I saw StarCraft II at BlizzCon, and I played some stuff, and it was fun. It was a, yeah, it was that, a great that year. That must have been quite a year, yeah. Tenacious uh, D performed that year. I think probably uh, Diablo 3 was also probably there not too far behind on on that one too. So that was Oh, yeah. Coming. Actually, the year I went was 2011. So mm. StarCraft 2 was definitely already out. Uh-huh. Um, but there were some... I can't remember what it was that we were looking at. I think it was... Uh, uh, I don't know. Never mind. I'm just going to say the wrong thing. It's <laughs> okay. But, you know, they, they, I think it was uh, not quite two years. They came out with Heart of the Swarm as well. So there might have been more StarCraft stuff coming down the pipeline. You never yeah. know. They, um, they, they probably were tournament. showing that. Uh, oh, I did get to see a tournament. And man, watching that live, that was really cool. That's what oh, started to sell me on watching esports. Yeah. The, and StarCraft 2 is a great watch, too, especially oh, if. Yeah. Um, because as a player, you're only really seeing one part of the story. But if you have a com- a good commentator that's actually looking at both players at the same time and saying, oh, yeah. you know, this is, um, I see what they're doing. This is the strategy they're coming up with. Um, man, I used to watch uh, a lot of Husky replays too. He was a great commentator as well. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, and now I remember remembering Day 9. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I liked him as a commentator. Wow. Yeah. I haven't thought about that in a long time. Yeah, I, I just realized too, I played a lot of StarCraft. I played through both campaigns, which are both like int- very interesting because they're like different. Um, and I uh, I just realized I for the Legacy of the Void, the, the final expansion, I have it. I did not complete the campaign. I just realized I played the first couple levels and I was like, eh, I don't, I'm going to multiple. Well, there you go. Now you yeah. know what you need to do. Yeah, oh, we had a group of friends. We would, oh God, we we played so much multiplayer of StarCraft Two. Somehow more than the original StarCraft and Brood War, which we played a crap ton of that too. So that's a that's a crazy one. If if there was ever an, a hardcore uh, like sort of game like that, that was my hardcore game that I got into. Yeah, I think I only have one other thing on this list personally to mention, uh, which is Rock Band 3. I can't believe it's been out this long because I still play this game. Um, (laughs) I mean, it's probably been like two months for me since I have, but it's something that like I go through cycles and I pick it back up and I play it pretty consistently for a month or two or three um, and then pack my drums back in the closet and take them out when I'm ready to play again. Uh, But ever since I got the the ion drum like pro rocker kit with like three cymbals and and all that jazz um it's made it that much more fun to actually start playing pro drums on things yeah um but man used to have parties for rock band and have people over and it was it was a lot of fun i think um also 
uh, in this list in the same month. Uh, DJ Hero actually came out. Oh, yeah. I, I've always been interested in that, but uh, I'm hesitant to put another fake plastic somewhat instrument thing in my house because I already have so many of them because I still have Guitar Hero guitars and all the Guitar Heroes on PS2. Um, Guitar Hero guitars and <laughs> games uh, for my 360. Um, yeah. And all the rock band stuff. This one I didn't play. I think I I might have played it for a minute at a friend's house. Actually, it was um it was like my college years. I was at a friend um friend's dorm and we he had it and he had a good set of speakers hooked up to his 360 and he played this and it was just like it was it's was so fun. The music was generally good. Cool. We just found ourselves just sort of bumping our heads and like <laughs> some other people just came into the room and we were just like, you know, just really enjoying watching him play That's and cool. listening to the music. It was just a really cool moment. So I just wanted to like share that memory. Yeah. Um, but this is one of the ones that's kind of sad too. Cause it's like, if you didn't catch it, um, I don't think it's sold it, like amazingly well. So um, to f- try and find a controller that would work with this thing, I'm just like, <laughs> it's so, really sad. Speaking of that, I have seen that controller sometime in the past two to three months uh, at the local game shop around here. Wow. Like I saw it and I was like, crap, should I get this? And then I thought, <laughs> no, I absolutely don't need to get this. I have too many fake plastic instruments. Yeah, um, I have some as well. I'm like considering getting, I have the original rock band stuff for PS3, which was good because it's it's actually wireless um somewhat I, the the drums yeah. are not wireless but they work on PC i think that was the the oh, yeah. uh, nice thing about having the playstation version in that yeah that's instance. right that that was uh, those were easier to just pair because i think they're all bluetooth uh yeah i mean there's a dongle but i guess there's something that works with that I oh i see yeah Anything else uh, you want to call out from this? We can't believe these games are ten years old. List. Yeah, I mean, there's a uh, there's a ton here, but um, it would take it would be a whole nother podcast episode just to go through them all. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, then we we've gone through our news, what we've been playing, some memories. Um, should we call it a show? I think we have a show. Okay. Sounds good to me. Well, hey, everybody, if you are there, (laughs) uh, thanks for listening. You know, you can find this episode and others uh, the way that you found this one at whatever, however you're listening to this. I don't know. Um, It's got to be on some kind of podcasting service or somewhere on the internet. If not, then get out of my house, please. Um, (laughs) Because that's the only other place you could be right now. Anyway. Um, yeah, that's it. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. Thanks, uh, Andy. (laughs) Thanks, Mash. It's been fun. Cool. Till next time.